Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. We're in a new year, 2016. It's all very exciting. I don't know what your 2015 was like, but I want you to know this, that 2016 is gonna be absolutely fantastic. Can I get some love this morning? Come on, it's gonna be great. And uh, we're gonna move on and God and do some great things in God and see Him do wonderful things in all of our lives. With that in mind, you know, uh, with that in mind, I've got a bunch of these here now. We handed these out at Oxford Falls, which is like the mothership of whatever. So what I'm going to ask the deacons to do, these, this is a little form, 2016, it says, this year I'm believing God for, and there's a whole bunch of lines there. And I want you, as I'm preaching the Word of God this morning, to feel free to write down what you are believing God for in 2016. So you might be believing God for, there might be some health issues. You believe in God for breakthrough, relational situations or lack of relational situations. You know you are. We can believe God for a miracle. I mean, if Ra can get married, anybody can get married. It's awesome. Praise God. And Beck was, you know, Beck after they were married, she was actually blind. She was miraculously healed in the name, but it was too late. But anyway, now I'm really preaching. So you've got these forms here and some pencils are being handed out. So, but listen, what I want you to do, I want you to leave the top line blank until I, you know, introduce the, um, the, the title of, of this morning's message, okay? So start writing stuff down. So, uh, you know, believe God. And you know what? Sometimes things don't work out the way we wanted them to. I mean, 2015 was possibly one of the worst years of my life. And, um, you know, I had a really tough year in 2015 and all that stuff, but you know what? We're, we're moving into something new. God's still on the throne. He's still the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's all good and we're all moving forward. So feel free, believe God for big things. We've got a big God, is that right? We've got a big God, He's fantastic. He thinks you're fantastic. Write some stuff down for stuff you're believing God for, for 2016. And at the end of the service, what we're gonna do, we're gonna open up the altar and I'd like you to, if you feel you know, you'd like to, I'd like you to come forward. And we've got some oil here. I'm gonna just um, pray over your dreams and what you're believing God for 2016. I'm gonna anoint them with oil. I'm gonna lay hands on you and I'm gonna believe God for a great 2016 for you and your family. Is that good? Let's give Jesus a hand for a great year in advance. Come on. Amen. Okay, so here we go, 2016. That's all good now. So, resolutions. Everybody say resolutions. Now, everybody sort of makes resolutions in the new year, and you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. Now, we all know what the most common resolution is, don't we? You know what it is? I'm going to lose weight in 2016. That's the most common one. Whatever, you've probably broken it already, and it's only the third or the fourth or whatever. So there you go, but it's all good. It's fantastic resolutions now, but I want to talk about what I believe is the most important resolution that any one of us can make in our personal world in 2016 or any year that we're walking through. The most personal, you know, now somebody came to Jesus and they said this to Jesus, they said, what is the greatest command in the whole Bible? 
Of course, they only had the Old Testament then, but he said, what's the most important commandment? And Jesus said this, the most important command is this, love God. Everybody say, love God. Come on over here, the true believers, over here, love God. Over here, the good looking people. Okay, love God. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. And there's another one like it, Love your neighbour as yourself. Look at your neighbour right now. Say, Father, help me. <laughs> it's not by might or power, it's by your spirit. Send, send the Holy Ghost. God, so I can love that person. It's all good. It's fantastic. So loving God is the most important thing. And that's what I would like the number one thing on our list to be in 2000, the number one thing on our list, I really believe this, that you and I need to make a resolution that God is going to be the number one priority in our lives for 2016 and beyond. And I wanna bring up a scripture right now in 1 Corinthians chapter two and verse two. This is the, the Apostle Paul speaking about a resolution that he had. And he said this, for I resolved to know nothing. Now, anybody used to see Hogan's Heroes when it was on TV? Do you remember Sergeant Schultz? I know nothing. There was the, 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 you know, the sergeant and the, and the prisoner. Well, I know nothing, but we know nothing. Paul said this, I resolved to know nothing. Everybody say nothing. While I was with you, except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So what I want for us to make a resolution, the first thing on that list, and it's completely up to you, it's all between you and God, of course. Having said that though, let's make God, let's make Christ the greatest thing in our world in 2016 and beyond. I mean, I was just thinking when we were worshiping God this morning, and I thought, oh, I wonder where that scripture is, but it's in the Psalms. And David said this, may my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. May my right hand forget its cunning if I do not have God above my chief joy. And there's all, and I'm not quite sure where that is, but it's in the Psalms. But it's like, we've all got the stuff. We've all got things that we want in life and most of them are good and it's awesome. It's all good, but there's things and there's God. And we get ourselves in trouble when we start to elevate the things above the person of Jesus Christ. And, and Jesus was speaking and, and He said these words, in the Gospel of Matthew, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these, everybody say things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, everybody say things, things will be added to you. The, the book of Romans says this, for from him and through him, that's Jesus, and to Him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Things. It's good. And what, right now this morning, I hope you'll join me 
in writing down some things, some things, some projects that you've got going on that you're wanting, some things, some landmarks that you're going to want to accomplish in 2016. And it's all good, but I want you to make a resolution this morning that Jesus Christ will be your number one priority in 2016 and beyond. Getting to know God. And here's the thing about getting to know God. It's easy. That's a good thing. Turn to your neighbour and say, just go like this. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. Here's, here, this, is, this is it right now. The good thing about God is this. He knows our frame. He knows we are but dust. He knows all about us. He knows all our weaknesses. He knows about those, those little issues that we have in our personal world that we're walking through. It's okay, you know, we're, we're walking through it. We're dealing with our stuff. I won't ask for hands to go up, but how many people, you've got stuff. Oh no, stop telling us what we already know, Tim. We've got, we got stuff and we're, we're going, you know, we're, and, and, but here's the thing, no matter who you are, what you are, where you are this morning, it doesn't really matter about your weaknesses. What it really matters is this, is that God knows and he says, listen, I don't care who you are or what you are, where you're from, it, you can get to know me, it's easy. See, God sets us up not for failure, God sets us up for success. See, I've been lecturing in Bible college at Oxford Falls since 1986. How many people here weren't even born in 1986? A bunch of you. And I've got a few ex-students here this morning. Ra went to college and it was in the early 90s. No, it wasn't that. Was it 2000? Oh, shivers. Okay, 2000. I mean, that's, you know. Marty is with us this morning. He's visiting the church. Marty. She came to me. Do you remember me? Yes. 1995. You went through Bible college. Isn't that amazing? And so, but the thing is, you don't need a course You don't need a degree in theology to get to know God, although you do need a BA. You don't need a degree, but you need an MA to get to know God. Because the BA is born again and the MA is marvellously altered. But if you've got if you've got that, anybody got a BA this morning? Come on. What about you? Your hand didn't go up farther right now. There it is. And you were leading the worship, man. I'm getting worried about this church. But it's all good, it's all good, but you don't need to have a, you know, you don't need, here's the thing, God sets us up so that the smartest person in the world or the not so smartest person in the world or the oldest person in the world or the youngest person or, or the most educated or the least educated or the, the most good looking person or the, or the not so good looking person like myself, it doesn't matter no matter who you are, you can get to know God because God makes it easy. He makes it so easy that anybody can have a relationship. I mean, I dropped out of high school. Oh no, I didn't drop out of high school. I sort of limped through high school and just sort of fell over the line and went to uni for a week and dropped out, but they were paying a, a, a tertiary bursary for a whole year. So I kept getting that, even though I was really, shh, don't tell the New Zealand tax department that. And, uh, and you know, and, and I, you know, I don't, 
And I, I came from a completely non-Christian home that was very, very dysfunctional. I was born on dysfunction junction, actually. But anyway, and it was all, but you know what? I had an encounter with God and that changed my life. And since then, I've just made decisions. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna get to know God. So anybody can get to know God. It's easy. It's fantastic. God doesn't set us up for failure. He sets us up for success. He says, whosoever may come. So no matter who you are, what you are, where you are, if you live, you know, in one of those great places in Terrigal overlooking the water, or you're like me, you live in Narrabeen on the northern beaches, doesn't matter, it's all good, it's awesome, you can get to know God. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the principles about you know, our relationship with Christ is very similar to our relationship with our spouse. You know, so if you get married, are you, are you married? Why not? What's wrong with all these people around here? What's your name? How old are you? 20, 21. 21. I've been 21 twice. I'm heading towards number three. But anyway, I mean, what, I mean but anyway, here's the thing. Rachel, learn this here. This is very important. That, you know, a lot of, of principles in your relationship with Christ works in our, our relationship with our spouse and vice versa. The thing is, when you, when you get married, you really haven't got a clue what's going on. You thought she was cute. You married her. It was awesome. And then actually now I've got to actually live with this person. And, and you, you know, you sort of, you know, you, you, you sort of know them a little bit. And, you know, but then after a while, after you've been spending quality time with that person for long enough, then you get to know um, not just what they do, you get to know why they do it. So you get under their skin, you actually start to work them out. Now, I've been married 35 years. You get less than that for murder in New South Wales. But anyway, I've been married 35 long years for my wife, 35 long, hard years. But 35 years, and you know, you, you, over the years, you, how many people have been married for over 20 years? Put your hands up. They're fantastic. Awesome. Well done, guys. You know, you didn't put your hand up. What's wrong? Okay, anyway. All right, anyway, but... So, so after a while, you get to know that, and you get to know what makes this person tick, and it's the same with our relationship with God. And there's a great script. I think I'm going to share with you three scriptures from the Bible, just in passing. If you've got a pencil, well, you know you got. I know you've got a pencil. Write this down at the bottom because I gave you one. And um, and the first one's Exodus 33:13, and Moses. Is, is children of Israel sinned really badly. They're in the wilderness. Children of Israel sinned. They were really bad. So Moses took this tent and he put it outside the camp. And there's, you know, there's, you know, three million people in the camp, and or thereabouts, and it was just the entire population of New Zealand actually. And uh, and he, he put, took this tent and he put it outside the camp. And when he wanted to go and seek God, he would make the journey outside the camp. And I think that's actually a great thing for all of us. We need to step outside of our securities. We need to step outside of what we know, out of our comfort zone and go and meet with God. That'll help you in 2016. Anyway, so he'd go outside the camp. He'd go into the tent. And there God would meet with him and he would converse with God and in Exodus 33, 13, he said these incredible words, teach me your ways, everybody say ways, that I might know you. Teach me your ways that I might, everybody say ways. Teach me your ways that I might know you. See, so it's not just knowing what God does, 
It's why he does those things. And that only comes from getting a hold of God in a secret and private place and walking, doing life with God. It's like being married, you get to know, you know, I'm always in trouble at home. I know you find that hard to believe, always. My wife is always giving me a hard time because she said, she goes into the bedroom and she says, there's piles again, Mark, piles. I go, what do you mean piles? And there's clothes here, then there's more over here, then there's more over here, because there's piles. Everybody say piles. That's my trouble. I have piles. I know that I'm surprised, but there's piles, so I have to scuttle around because well, I haven't quite worked out yet that one of the things, one of the ways of my wife is being tidy. You see, so I've got to work that out. Have you got a problem with that with your husband? Or is that your problem? What's that? Is that him? Underwear? Socks? It's shocking, isn't it? Put, your, put them away, Ra. Put them away. Shame. But anyway, so there's all piles, piles, piles. And so... After a while, you say something or do something and something comes flying out of the kitchen and narrowly misses you. And after a while, you realise, no, 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 no. Okay, she threw a saucepan at me. Um, but and the question isn't that she, the, the, the thing isn't that she threw the saucepan. It's why did she throw the saucepan? Okay, and that's like that with God. You see, teach me your ways. God, I just don't want to know about you. God, I don't want to go through the motions in 2016 and, and have Pastor Phil preaching the Word of God from the front and I'm sitting there dribbling, you know, drooling out of one side of my mouth and it's all good, but you know, he's doing it all for me. He's praying, he's reading the Bible. He's pre- no, 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 God, I want to go to a new level in God in 2000. I want to step up a new level. I want to get to know God. You see, we're not human doings, we're human beings. But the doing comes out of the being, but we just need to be found in God. We need to have relationship with God. It's like getting married. You don't get married just to go through the motions and uh, so we can buy a house and we can have some kids and then I can get a job and then we can go on a holiday. No, no, no. You fall in love. You, you, you fall in love. You think she's the most beautiful girl on the face of the earth. That's why I'm going to marry her. But that's the same with us in Christianity. We meet Christ. He's, oh God, God's real. He's the saviour of the world. Look at the sunrise. God created that. Look at the mountains with the snow. I come from New Zealand. Okay, there's lots of the mountains. Or look at the desert. That's Australians. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's all that. And, and so, yeah, wow, it's all God did all this. But you know what? It's the same in our marriage. After a few years, oh yeah, so what? Yeah, God loves me. So, you know, yeah. the same in our marriage. Oh, my wife. Yeah, she's you know, no. We've got to rekindle that first love and get excited. I want the glint to come back in the eye. I want us to get excited about God. I'm working hard this morning. You're a tough crowd. Mate, you're a tough crowd up here. Because then, so Exodus 33, 30, now the next scripture, Psalm 103, verse seven. And it says this, God showed his ways to Moses. His acts to the children of Israel, his acts, his works. So there's a huge difference between knowing the ways of God and knowing the acts of God. When you see the acts of God, see, imagine the children of Israel in the wilderness. Oh, look, the ground just opened up and swallowed 300 people. Wow. Oh, there's bread and quail coming every morning. And you see the acts of God. 
but you have no idea why the ground swallowed those people, or why fire came down, or why this happened. You just see that it happened. I wanna be a person who knows why it happened because I know the person who's doing it. I understand his motivations, what excites him and what upsets him. And once I get to know the ways of God, Psalm 103 verse seven, God showed his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. And here's the thing about the children of Israel. There was 1.2 million Israelites entered the wilderness, left Egypt. They left, so here's Egypt. They leave Egypt. 1.2 million, million adults <laughs> leave, leave Egypt. Oh, we're in the promised land. And the Bible says they got baptised in, the, like in, the, in the Red Sea, you know, and the, they were under the cloud and the fire of God was there at night and the Ten Commandments, it was awesome. Out of 1.2 million adults, how many made it through into the promised land of their inheritance? Promised land speaking of victory and of reaching your inheritance. How many made it out of 1.2 million adults? Two people. Two people. And I did the math on my calculator. Math was never my strong point. But I did the math and it was like, 1.2 1.2 million adults died over a 40-year period. 365 days times 40, you know, comes up. And then divided by 1.2 million, that means there was like 80 to 90 people per day dying in the wilderness. And so every, you're walking for eight hours a day, walking through the wilderness, every five minutes you're passing a funeral. Another five minutes, there's another funeral. Another five minutes, Another funeral. Another five minutes, another funeral. Eight hours a day, 80 people, 90 people a day dying. Why? Because they only knew the acts of God. They didn't know the ways of God. They never bothered to get to know God personally in a living, wonderful, come on, give God a hand. Some of the front rows clapping, it must be good. I must be doing something right. It's awesome. To prove that scripture to you, maybe you can turn your Bibles uh, to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 3. In fact, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go from verse 7. Uh, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, um, it's not, this is not a big guilt trip or anything. Don't worry about all that. It's, it's, this, that's not what it's about. It's, it's about encouraging us to be the best we can be. And learn, don't learn by your own mistakes. Learn by somebody else's mistakes, Okay. Again, that's what the Bible actually says. These are examples for us who believe on whom the ends of the earth have come. And Hebrews 3, actually, sorry, the guys on the overheads here, the media dudes. Um, uh, uh, Hebrews 3, 7. Can you bring that up, guys? Oh, great, thank you. Can we give the media guys a big hand? Thank you, guys. The sound guys, the deacons. They're awesome. We really appreciate you guys. And it says this, uh, it says this, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as in the rebellion. In the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works. See, they they knew the works of God. They, They saw what God did. For 40 years, they saw what God did. 
Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my what? Ways. Everybody say ways. They have not known my ways. They knew what... They knew the acts of God, but they didn't know the ways of God. Verse 11, so I swore in my wrath, they will not enter my rest. That doesn't mean to say those guys didn't get to heaven. But what it, what it means is they never lived in that victorious place that God wanted them to live in. And they never took the promised land of their inheritance, the abundance and the victory that God had said would be theirs because they were going through the religious motions of seeing the acts of God. You know, they were going, you know, they were going sacrificing a few sheep now and again, and you know what I mean, and listening to Moses speak and all that stuff. And you know, but they were going through the motions, but they weren't actually getting to know God. That's why I brought up 1 Corinthians 2 2. I resolved. Everybody say resolved. My New Year's resolution, I resolved to know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's my numero uno. That's number one on my list. Okay. The great thing about all this is, as I said before, it's easy. See, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Seriously, if if I can do it, if Phil Pringle can do it. Anybody seen Phil Pringle preach? Phil got saved when he was 19 my wife was there as an 11-year-old when Phil got saved and Chris got saved. And they were, he was a drug-using, hippie, failed art student who in high school had never been the captain of any sports team, never been in any leadership whatsoever. His brother was the sports star and his brother was the school captain and Phil was bobbing in his wake. But isn't it amazing when you get a hold of God or more importantly, God gets a hold of you. I'm getting excited. Why aren't these people excited? But anyway, because the Bible says, eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love Him. Not for those who are students and who are, who are scholars. And I'm just thinking about this now, so it's pretty good. It's not, it's not, you know, all the, all, the, all the good people. No, no, no. Eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has entered that amount. God has prepared for those who love Him. All you gotta do is love God. All you gotta do is just love Him. And when you love somebody, you wanna spend time with them. You just wanna hang out with them. You wanna be intimate with them. It's awesome. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Now, here, now here's, the, and here's the thing. It's not, none of this is rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's easy. Number one. This is, how do we get to know God? Okay, here we go. Number one. Read the Bible. How about that? See, see, here's the thing. It's easy. It's easy. Now, you might have it on your tablet or your phone. It's all good. It's wonderful. I love the Word of God. Now, for the last 15 years, I made a commitment 15 years ago. I'm going to read the Bible every year for the rest of my life. So last year, and I was getting behind, by the way, in October. I was behind. November, I was behind. Because I've got a one-year Bible reading plan. You can find, you can Google one-year Bible and up it'll come. And January the 1st, you read, you know, Genesis 1 and you read um, Matthew 1 and you read Psalm 1 and Proverbs. Guess what? Exactly, 1-1 one, one, and 1-2. That's it, see? 
And, and, and so, and I was getting behind, so I, you know, and you know, here's the thing, I felt pretty bad because they actually pay me to read the Bible and pray. How about that? That's good, isn't it? So I thought I'd better catch up. So I finished, I finished, <laughs> finished the whole Bible and then I, I got a couple, snuck in a couple of days early. So I've started reading Genesis chapter one and Matthew chapter one and Psalm one. And, and so now I'm a little bit in front of the curve, but I, you know, you don't have to do that. But what I'm saying is, is, is form positive habits in your world where you're reading the word of God. Study to show yourself approved, a workman who needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Read the scriptures. It's awesome. You know, Song of Songs says this. It says, my lover stood at the lattice. And it's like, you know, lattice work in the garden, you know, lattice work. He's sort of looking through. And it's, I, I, I sort of had a bit of a picture years ago. It was like Jesus, as I opened the Bible, it's like, it's this lattice work, and there's Jesus looking back out at me through every book of the Bible and every page. Jesus is looking back at me. But the more I read, the wider the lattice becomes, the more clearly I can get to know God. And I, wait a minute, and as it gets a bit wider, I say, wait a minute, there's Jesus looking at me, but there's somebody else just peeking out from behind him. And you know who that is? That's me. That's the new me, the me that God wants me to be, the me that I want to be. And he's just speaking. And not only when do you find God in the scriptures, you find yourself. A lot of Eastern religions, they talk about self-discovery. And it's all, you know, whatever. But I'm telling you about Christianity. You want to find yourself, find Christ. And as you find God, you see, um, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, you know, I know the plans I have for you, says God, plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And that's the plans that God has for your world. And you go, oh, wow, that's awesome. No, wait, how do I do that though? Well, you continue on. The next two verses says, in that day you will seek for me and you will find me when you seek for me with your whole heart. That's Jeremiah 29, it's like 12 through to 14. And here's a go. But when you find Christ, you find yourself. And you find the person that God always wanted and designed for you to be the new you. Wouldn't it be nice if you had a new him? It'd be awesome, wouldn't it? The doctor could do a bit of work. Here we're going to do a bit of tucking, but you know what? But Jesus, Jesus, the great physician, can do it all. So it's awesome. It's awesome. The new you is waiting to be discovered in the pages of the Word of God. It's awesome, man. When Satan was attacking Jesus, Jesus turned to him and he said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, you know, present continuous tense, from the word of God or from the mouth of God. He quoted the book of Deuteronomy, by the way, as he was attempted by the devil three times in the wilderness. Three times he quoted the book of Deuteronomy. I could ask today how many of you have actually read the book of Deuteronomy in its entirety, but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not, but Jesus knew it backwards so that he could pull it out and use it when he needed it. Then the devil misquoted, I think it was Psalm 90. And Jesus ignored the, misquotion, the misquoted scripture and was able to answer again from the book of Deuteronomy. So the devil knows the Bible. So you need to get to know it better than he does. So get to know, it's easy, isn't it? So can I encourage you for 2016, might even put it on your list. I'm gonna be someone who reads the word of God on a regular basis. Reading the Word of God, it's easy to get to know God. It's awesome. Uh, number two, prayer. Prayer is fantastic. You've got to get into it. Um, James 4.8 says this, and I quoted it as I started the meeting, uh, I started preaching. 
James 4, 8 says, Jesus is speaking, he says, well, James is talking about Jesus, he says, draw near to me, or draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. So guess what, guys? It's all easy. Guess what? See, Jesus is up here. So how do I get up there? How do I do it? Draw, everybody say, draw near. Just start moving. And you'll find that God will meet you as you draw near to him. He'll draw near to you. It's not hard, is it? So it's when you make that decision, I'm going to pray this morning. I'm going to draw, I'm actually making a decision. I'm going to draw near to God. Guess what? God turns up. It's awesome. So make, build positive habits into your world. Read the Bible, praying, build that into your life. Mark 1.35, we know the gospel of Mark. It's the action gospel, rather, the action gospel. Mark 1.35 says this, very early in the morning. How early? But while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house where he was staying, went to a solitary place, and there he prayed. So Jesus had this life of prayer. And so what I'd like to encourage each and every one of us, maybe to put it on our list, is this, Lord, take me up a level in my prayer life. Help me to pray. That's what the apostles said. They didn't say, teach me to preach or teach me to heal the sick. They said, teach us to pray. So all we've got to do is pray. And just start with five minutes. If you're struggling, just start with five minutes, just going somewhere and just beginning to seek the face of Almighty God in prayer. And it's a great and it's a wonderful thing. And build a pattern of prayer into your personal world. Find your prayer voice and find a prayer place. Find somewhere that works for you. Jesus, when he was in Jerusalem, he used to go up the Mount of Olives. That's where he'd go and he'd pray. And it says in uh, John 7.53, it says, everyone went to his own house. Then 8.1 says, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. And there's a time to go to our own house. There's a time to do our own thing. There's a time to sit down and watch the cricket, which as Tim reminded me, he said, he said a short meeting is a good meeting. The cricket starts at 10.30. Pastor Mark, can you please get on it? So thank you very much, Tim. And then there's a time, there's a time, Tim, to watch the cricket. But there's a time when you should listen to the word of Almighty God as it comes from his anointed servant. Amen. Okay, so there we go. There we go. But there's a time, and everyone went to his own house and it's all good. It's great. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. There's a time to climb the mountain and meet with Almighty God. It's awesome. And, and then, third, so that's two. It's not too hard, is it? It's not rocket science. If it was rocket science, only rocket scientists could be saved. Have we got any rocket scientists in the room? I didn't think so. <laughs> it's easy. Okay, number one, Bible. Number two, prayer. And also worship. When you come to the house of God, or when you're at home, spend a bit of time lifting your hands and just worshiping God. And God, the Bible says God is enthroned upon the praises of his people. And God's, God will turn up as you worship him. It's awesome. And thirdly, it's all easy. Third and final point, church. Turn up to church. It's good for you. Uh, in Luke 2.49, Jesus' parents had lost him. And there's a whole bunch of people, can I say this, on the Central Coast who have lost Jesus. They used to have him. They thought he was with them, but then they woke up one morning and they say, wait a minute, Jesus isn't here. So they zoom back to Jerusalem. They're hunting around. Three days they're looking for Jesus. They can't find him. But when they go to the house of God, they find Jesus. And Jesus is sitting 
listening to the teachers and asking them questions. And, and, and Mary comes up, Jesus says, where have you been? Your father and I have been worried about you. And Jesus said this to her, why were you concerned? Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Now, you might be visiting this morning. You might go to another church and God bless you and God bless your church. But if you're a, a, a member here or you're looking for a good church and you're coming here, turn up, do yourself a favour and keep turning up to the house of God. You see, when you come to the house of God, you're changing your social environment. To a large extent, we're products of our environment in the natural and in the social who you hang around with is what you become like. In the parable of the sower, four different areas were found that seed could be sown, but only one of them grew. And that seed, by the way, was the incorruptible word of God, but 75% of it didn't grow. The only bit that grew was the, was the, the, uh, this, this, whatever, the, whatever it fell on the good, the seed that fell on the good soil. So place yourself in, in an environment conducive to growth Put yourself and plant yourself in the house of God. It's good for you. There's nothing like the house of God. It's not perfect. There are people just like you sitting next to you. What a terrible thing. So, you know, it really annoys me that people go, people go, oh, you know, um, it's a terrible thing. You know, I went to church and I got hurt and upset and the pastor forgot to ring me and forgot my name or my latest son's name. And, uh, and, you, know, and, and you know, you go, and I'm never going back to church again. That's like saying, and by the way, this actually happened to me last year. I had this, tooth, I had this bad tooth at the back, and so it had to be pulled out. So this, I went to an oral surgeon. And as he pulled this tooth out here, he wrecked the tooth next to it. It cost me $120 from to look at the x-ray and say, yes, it needs to come out. And then $680 from to pull this one out. And he wrecked the one next door. Now, what do I do? Do I go, that's it. I went to a dentist. He made a mistake. I'm never going to go to a dentist ever again. Hello. No, I'll change my dentist, but I will still keep going. To oh, that mechanic overcharged me on the last job. That's it. I'm never taking my car to a mechanic ever again. Hello. Hello. If that's, the, if that's, that's ridiculous. The teacher gave my child a hard time at school. I know he'd never do anything wrong, my son. So therefore, we're not going to take our children to school anymore. It's ridiculous. So it is. Oh, church hurt me. I'm not going to go back. Hello. Go to Bunnings. Buy timber and wood. Build a bridge and get over it. Amen. That's what it says in Proverbs 32 verse 1. I'm making it up as I go along. Okay. Go to the house of God. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I'll finish with this scripture, Isaiah 65, 8. Totally and utterly obscure. Isaiah 65, verse 8, this is what it says. The wine is found in the cluster of grapes. What's that got to do with the price of fish in Russia? Nothing. <laughs> What's this got to do with my sermon? Everything, because here's the thing. Can you imagine there's you, you're a grape, and you go, one grape. You can't do much with one grape. But when you get a whole bunch of them and you throw them in the bathtub, we've got any Italians here today? Oh, and oh, you leap in and you dance on those, that cluster of grapes. What do you get? Wine. Guys, turn to your neighbour and say, we need each other. 
You say to her, we need each other. We need each other. We need to surround ourselves with other people who believe the same thing, who are moving in the same direction. Surround ourselves with God's people and we'll get to know God. Because what they have will rub off on you. It's awesome. Read the scriptures, you'll get to know God. Prioritise prayer and you'll get to know God. And so our New Year's resolution for 2016, number one on our list needs to be, I'm going to get to know God better than what I ever have. Help me, God, in Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Faith to live like Christ for all our